Artist Skip Bonkuski is in the Artichoke Music Cafe. Not his first time here, but it's a special occasion. Skip is moving out of Oregon after a long run as one of the founders of the Portland Cello Project, a solo performer and member of many other bands and ensembles playing all kinds of music over the past few decades. He's staging a farewell show on Sunday, July 23rd at the Star Theater with a vast array of musicians and bands Skip has played with. It's called Cello Goodbye. Skip is one of the people responsible for cellos turning up in so many bands and ensembles over the past 30 years or so. Find out where he's going and why and why the huge rise in the popularity cellos have found. We'll miss him. Well, Skip, this is, it's great to see you and hello, hello, I must be going, right? <laughs> hello, I... Chilo, I must be going was definitely one of the things I was going to call our show. It was on a list along with Chilo Goodbye and Chilo Pudding Pops. <laughs> Why? Where are you going? I am uh, moving to Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. Wow. What's that near? It is near the town of Worcester. Uh-huh. Um, for people who don't know Worcester. Uh, it says Worcester. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the sauce, except it's a town. Yeah. Um, I am, yeah, going to Shrewsbury. It's uh, 45 miles west of Boston uh-huh. and close to a lot of places. <laughs> have you lived there before? I never have. I've visited wow. multiple times. Uh, wow. My partner grew up in the house that we're moving to. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's been empty since her parents passed last year. Yeah. Um, and her siblings live nearby in their own houses. Uh-huh. Um, and her parents left the house to the siblings, and uh, none of them wanted to sell the house, but uh-huh. they all had their own houses. So um, we said, hey, maybe we should live in it. <laughs> wow. It's, uh, and a little more than that, her father was a, a jazz musician. When I, I called up Bruce Fife to find out what the local was out there. Uh-huh. Um, He's the head of the musicians' union here. Uh, he, he he was he retired was, recently, right, right. but I uh, but I called him and he went. Well, it appears he was with the Worcester local since 1948. Jeez. So, <laughs> so 1948 to 2022. That's a long time. Uh, yeah, like yeah. 74 years of yeah. of uh, membership. So, um, and he played uh, upright bass when he was younger. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, taught piano at, out, out of a studio in the back of the house. Huh. Um, and that um, I will, uh, with all grace and gratefulness, take over that studio uh-huh. um, for uh-huh. teaching and recording and wow. whatnot. He also uh, made upright basses, so the house comes with 11 upright basses. Wow, really? And two grand pianos. Oh, my God. Um, uh, a very musical house, uh, the whole family uh, uh-huh. place. What are so. you going to do with all the basses? Uh, hopefully, uh, like get them in the hands of players, oh, uh, uh-huh. um, and at least uh, um, rent them to touring musicians mm-hmm. uh, who come through mm-hmm. that that kind of thing. Huh. Um, they're they're nice. <laughs> he made good basses. <laughs> I mean, he, I think he made. 24 altogether wow and uh there's 11 that are in the house and I, the, mm-hmm. the most recent one he finished in 2018 so huh. um uh and all the equipment that he made those bases on is still there as well so i i'm not a particularly handy person but uh-huh. uh i maybe i'll make a cello someday jeez <laughs> well how do you feel about leaving portland where you're beloved um <laughs> uh excited sad um yeah. you know uh it's hard i've as i've been preparing for uh a show uh and doing little mini tours um uh, over the last month uh people close and dear to me musicians have been like expressing their sadness and i'm like i i'm gonna be here a month and a half i don't <laughs> i can't be sad for the next month and a half i have uh-huh. to just be excited about it yeah now i'm the actual act of moving i'm terrified yeah. of oh but i am looking forward to getting there and and being put everything whole, everything in a, in a big truck <laughs> that's it. the idea that's yeah what i did yeah that's the yeah. idea yeah. so when um, i moved here that's what i did that's I, when i moved here i was 26 and i had a <laughs> one-year-old and we put everything 
in a Dodge van underneath oh, uh, underneath a futon that was about a foot and a half from the ceiling. <laughs> and we left a bunch behind in yeah. Michigan. Uh, and uh, I have no idea what happened to that stuff. I know yeah. there's an old school bus on the back of a farm in western Michigan that I still hold the title to. But really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. But uh, I don't think it's moved since it got towed there. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I, I, it's uh, it's bittersweet. I mean, uh, you know, last year after um, Kristen, my partner's uh, parents died, I had uh, I said, you know, I'd be willing to move as long as I'm with you. And mm -hmm. uh, and she was like, really? And I went, well, look, honey, since the pandemic, I mean, I'm making pizzas four days a week. I can do that anywhere in the wow. country, you know? Like, really? So, I, yeah, I did from 21 until a few weeks ago. I, I was making pizza. So, wow. Um, and then, but of course, in the between last year and now, now I'm busy as a musician as much as I ever was before the pandemic. Oh, so man. That's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a, a weird thing. And I initially thought I would move in May uh -huh. um, and just things kept getting added on. And uh, one thing uh, I should just state unequivocally is that I'm going to continue to be a part of uh, the Portland Cello Project. Mm -hmm. um, so I will be in Portland a bit, which softens the blow for me, you know, yeah. like yeah. Um, uh, it's not like. Uh, I'll it, it, yeah it, it might be like a good long time before I came back if I didn't have that right uh, skin in the game uh, <laughs> uh, uh. but no more Dante's and no more uh, uh, Edgefield well, and yeah I mean the uh, Edgefield people seem to if I can give them enough time in advance uh -huh. they'll they'll um, book me That's around good. and and my hope is when I do things for Cello Project that I can you know uh, add a week at the end of the travel time and, uh -huh. you know, take a plane back a little later so that I can be here. Uh -huh. Um, fortunately, uh, as I'm getting older, I have more friends that have, uh, spare rooms or ADUs <laughs> attached to their homes. So, um, and you know, I've had a, a long history here with a lot of people. So, yeah. uh, huh. you know, hopefully it'll be uh, super fun and great to come back every time i hope so <laughs> <laughs> me too yeah <laughs> uh. yeah i will never forget i i had a i had a pat metheny cd in the truck with me when i pulled out of baltimore it was called facing west the tune was called <laughs> facing west and i always cry when i hear it now because it bring, brought everything back you know so as you're leaving, you should you should make sure you play a certain tune in the in the in the truck. Yeah, yeah, and you'll never forget it. And True. now my my brain just shut down as I'm like going through the Rolodex <laughs> of music in my head. <laughs> I'll probably pick something from tonight because I'm going to see Neil Young. Oh yeah, uh, this evening. Yeah, which is yeah. a a bucket list concert for me. I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet. Huh. What do you want to hear him sing? Oh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can't, the, I haven't I, actually stopped to think about like one, I mean, I old man, uh, yes. um, yeah. you know, Southern uh, man? uh, needle in the damage done. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but boy, I've listened to some, uh, some deep early live album uh -huh. recordings with uh -huh. with him and just a grand piano and oh. i i have no i i fully have no idea what to expect and i think he'll surprise me and it'll be lovely so <laughs> I, probably you can guarantee that he's going to do something that will surprise you yeah i think we can pretty much count on that <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh it, it was completely the wrong week for me to uh to add that to my plate but um <laughs> but you know it's been added, and I'm gonna roll. How with far it. along are you in, in the in the packing up the truck? Oh, geez, I'm I'm way behind. Way behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, people but, coming over to help? Uh, not yet. We're not at that point no, I mean, yet. I mean, when, my when, my when, when my you... sister is uh, offering uh, a lot of help, and she's the type of person who 
is organized and will help us uh, yeah. sell off furniture and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, as of right now, uh, I've just been touring the last uh, 10, well, most of the last uh, week from like July 5th until uh, a big show on July 15th the, uh -huh. this past weekend with Will West and the Friendly yeah. Strangers. Uh -huh. And uh, and managed to work in a show with Rob Winnia and Bend during the middle of that oh, tour, um, and you know just uh, now I, I had a rehearsal on Sunday with the cousin it folks who are part of our big show this weekend, um, and we had an extra rehearsal yesterday because it managed to work out, and so that set's going to be great. But then. Uh, Tomorrow, I uh, will get up in the morning and go to the Hallowed Hall studio and try and finish a four-song EP that wow. I began uh, for Cellotronic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and after that, I may or may not go play a happy hour at Dante's, <laughs> and I'll leave directly from that happy hour to Whole Lotta Love Nia rehearsal, which is the Led Zeppelin portion of our goodbye show yeah. that uh, yeah. Kristen is the, uh -huh. the lead singer of. Huh. So when is the goodbye show? It is uh, Sunday, August 23rd from uh -huh. 6 to 9 uh -huh. at the uh, Star Theater in Portland. Nice. And then when do you leave? Um, sometime after the Portland Cello Project show at uh, Washington Square Park Amphitheater. Huh. Um, or Washington Park Rose Washington Garden Park. Amphitheater. Not Washington um, Square. That's a, yeah, that's a yeah, mall. I'm sorry. Maybe right near, but, uh, right near Nordstrom's or something, right? I'm already talking <laughs> like I don't live here. Um, uh, no, yeah, but the uh, Rose Park Amphitheater uh, yeah. on Beautiful. the 12th. So yeah. um, we will uh, have our apartment until the 30th or mm -hmm. 31st, but uh, we definitely uh, will we'll be moving some between the 12th and the 31st. <laughs> um, yeah, I... And it's funny, I've already started to get some leads on gigs for September in the uh, greater uh, Boston area, Shrewsbury really? area. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been like, oh, I'm not going to take ones in the first half of the month because I don't even know that I'll make it by right. then. So. Yeah, wow. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a funny thing to be at the age I am and to like make a vague plan but not put together a, like a total itinerary of how it's going to happen it's yeah. like yeah. more like we save some money we uh hopefully we'll make some money putting on a show yeah um and when it's time we'll we'll leave behind what we don't need and uh and give away what we can yeah and uh and just go um and then it starts fresh. Then it's time for the East Coast to remember their lost son. <laughs> wow. Huh. Hopefully. It's <laughs> huh. amazing. Of course, Boston would probably be an incredibly great market for you. Oh, so. yeah. Probably probably <laughs> better than Portland. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean. It's bigger. It has, probably has more gigs and more, more venues and, you know, and a lot of smart people. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I have played out that way before. Sure, sure. Um, you know, a, a big thing I think f for me is that uh, my, obviously, I, for those who don't know, I'm a cellist um, <laughs> primarily and first. Um, and I certainly have a background in classical and, uh -huh. um, and I am jazz adjacent as well as being... <laughs> Uh, fully rock and roll and a yeah. little bit electronic with the cellotronic uh -huh. thing. Yeah. So I, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to take every wedding gig or like here right. we want you to play right. this the cello box suite and yeah. Paca Bell's Canon. Yeah. I I, I want to sell what what I am and the experience that I have and uh -huh. and to teach uh, um, classical musicians. Uh, basics of of like getting off the page and into improvisation huh. um uh how do you do that how do you teach that you know i've been doing it for a long time yeah. uh and really um not to be too shop talky but i imagine a musician or two will listen yeah i really focus on diatonic improvisation uh -huh. um 
I think if I start people with a jazz chart and like uh, building one, three, five, seven on all the chords, uh, that 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 can be like throwing a beginning swimmer into an advanced uh, swim class or yeah. diving class. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Um, so I think the real important thing is everybody everybody studies scales at some point and uh -huh. and learns to build them. So I build these little electronic. Uh, soundscapes that uh -huh. stay in a single diatonic key uh -huh. or one one chord to another like two chords but that um they're almost like meditational uh, uh -huh. like an approach to you can play the scale there's no note that's wrong in uh -huh. this major scale or this minor scale and then then start working them towards har harmonic minor or mm -hmm. or melodic minor but the basic thing is to give them the uh the wherewithal to like just um to do something that's not written on the page in front of them that makes sense um and uh but half of what you said have, if you may have noticed over the years when you've been talking to music journalists we don't know a fucking thing <laughs> Well, it, <laughs> we like, we know what we like, you know? Yeah, I, and I can't guarantee that you'll, that even the people that study with me will like what they produce as yeah. improvisation, but, um, well, I've never heard anything that you, any music that you made I didn't like. Oh, well, th thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, I've had interesting experiences over the year where people, uh, come to see me expecting what they saw me doing with another band that I play with or uh -huh. some version oh, right, of it. Right. And right. then uh and then they're like, Whoa, this is weird. So like the people yeah. that I play for for right. dance classes that where I'm not using any beats or uh -huh. instruments other than maybe a mandolin and a cello, um, think of, you know, my music as being this sort of uh um temperate heartbeat kind of thing. And uh -huh. then people who see me and the clubs are like, oh, he sings covers and plays, yeah, you know, yeah. this, that, and the other thing. Um, I feel in a weird way, like, uh, not to just bring it back to the show, but the uh, Chilo Goodbye show mm -hmm. is almost like it's a very narrow history of my music making in this town. And when mm -hmm. I say narrow, what I mean is th there's so many people that I've created and collaborated with over... Yeah. 30 years here that I couldn't possibly fit it all into one three-hour show so uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, my uh, band cousin it that I'm playing with uh, it has roots in the 80s uh -huh. um, my friend Kirk uh, was and I started a band called Uncle Fester in Michigan I remember in 19 Uncle Fester uh, there were a lot of Uncle Festers yeah but, okay. Um, okay. but uh, we started it with uh, Dave Harding who was uh, eventually the bass player with Richmond Fontaine um, Richmond but, Fontaine. Oh my God, that goes back. Yeah, was and that on uh, Cavity Search? Uh, the the a few of their albums were. <laughs> <laughs> one of the great, one of the great label names of all time. <laughs> it works, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. And now uh, I I know um uh Rob Winnie had put uh, one of his last records out on Cavity Search and uh -huh. I'm on that record too. Uh -huh. Um and I was on a couple of Richmond Fontaine albums back yeah. in the day as well. Way back, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, Kirk and David and I started Uncle Fester in, you know, a uh, basement in East Lansing, Michigan in 1988. And, uh, and then when I moved to Portland in 94, I lived in the basement of Kirk's house huh. for a month and a half and uh -huh. while well, I found a place. And I've played, and we, Cousin It did our first show like on the days leading up to new year's eve 97 mm -hmm. and then i left that band for a bunch of years but they kept it going and right. then right. during the just after the pandemic uh our drummer moved back here from tennessee mm -hmm. um johnny lambert who was in the crackpots um mm -hmm. uh and charlie nanos band um charlie nanos yeah you know how i know all those people Lisa Lapine. Yeah. That's how I know you. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie introduced me to Lisa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's flying in from Michigan just to see wow, the show this wow. weekend. You know, uh, um, I remember, I, had a, I have a dim memory 
of doing a radio interview with people from Richmond Fontaine. And the reason I, I remember it so vividly is that I made a really stupid mistake. I got their name, got the name of the band wrong. Oh. And they had to, rec- they had to, to correct me on the air. Oh, jeez. I think we remember our fuck-ups a lot, you know, sometimes more than our, our, our triumphs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I, I think about all the warm feelings I have towards so many people, and then I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, what a dumb kid I was when I made this mistake. Right, right, and right. fortunately, you know, I, I feel like uh, I, I've never been a cruel person, but, uh-huh. you know, I... I matured a little over the yeah. years. Well, most, <laughs> most of our worst, some some of our worst mistakes are made in public <laughs> because that's what we do. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yeah. Now, I remember when uh, Lisa introduced me to you guys, to you. Uh, I yeah. don't remember the exact. Well, I don't remember the, 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 I mean, the moment. But, moment, but, but I but, know she introduced me to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I know I, I knew you from. Uh, KMHD and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and print. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I, a picture of Lisa came up on my fi- Facebook feed the other day. And I was, it's always a shock. Yeah, just just you know, when she comes up because we still miss her. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this year I think was seventh year since she passed. Yeah, uh, something like that. It's it, it doesn't it, seem like that's possible, but no, yeah, it doesn't. But uh, yeah, she was. Very important. She introduced everybody to everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find anybody with a uh, unkind word about. Right, right. Uh, well, the funny thing was that she and I had completely different taste in music. I took her to Jimmy Max one time, and she got after about fifteen minutes, she got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Uh, but she and I went to, to to the pot store the first day it was legal. We went to the <laughs> pot store together. <laughs> it's funny. I yeah. I, oddly for me, the allure of pot only lasted about thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean as soon as it became illegal, I just I had no interest that girl, anymore. That girl <laughs> could smoke some pot. Let me tell you, she was really good at that. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, who else is going to be on the show? Well, it's uh, um, Groovy Wallpaper. Um, oh, boy. Uh, we're going to start the show with Groovy Wallpaper. And, oh, what a great idea. Um, yeah, and we uh, another person that we lost recently is John Neff. Um, yes. Uh, Don and I recorded two songs. I believe we were the last people in the studio before he retired from wow. his studio. Uh-huh. So, and we recorded those songs, uh, and they haven't been released because Don's determined to release it as a, a vinyl 12 inch or, really? you know, uh, that's a great idea though. Uh, yeah, it's, but I'm like, that's great. I spent yeah. money on recording and mastering. I can't afford production. <laughs> uh, I could throw it on Spotify or whatnot, but you know, uh, it's it's such a you make art because you have to, not right. just for the commodification. Yes. But once it's made, it's like uh, they can collect dust for a while. But anyway, on that um, on that uh, one of those two songs that we did, Trinity, um, we had uh, David Langanis come in and play guitar. Nice. And uh, Catherine Clare come in and play fiddle. Uh huh. And. So they're going to be there at the show as well. Uh, wow. And Catherine's uh, made a record with um, our friend Margot Lindbergh from mm-hmm. the Netherlands and is touring with her. And the 23rd happened to be the one day that they had off for the tour. Jeez. So, uh, so they'll, we'll do a song with the two of them. Um, and uh, Rob Winia from Floater, mm-hmm. uh, I've been playing in his solo project mm-hmm. uh, uh, for a really long time. It comes in many names, but Rob Winnie and the Sound <laughs> is uh, the group that we played with uh, uh-huh. in Bend last week. Um, when he, when it's just a trio, he often <laughs> calls it triptych. And also Don and I, uh, as Groovy Wallpaper, for many years uh, played every Monday night at Edgefield Winery, mm-hmm. and we would have different guests uh, in with us so when Catherine played with us it was the band was called Trinity 
Um, when <laughs> Rob played with us, it was called Triptych. <laughs> when uh, um, David Langanis played with us, yeah. it was called Trident. <laughs> uh, four out of five, Dennis agree. Um, no, it was more like Poseidon Trident. But um, and and uh, Michael Dean Dameron is going to come down and do a song with us as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm leaning towards Tri-Tip for that, <laughs> for that project name. Um, but that will s- s- sort of all be under the, uh, the groovy wallpaper set. So, wow. um, and we have, and that's just a start. That's, that's just the first third of the first set. Like, Jeez. so, um, yeah. So, and then, uh, cousin it will take over, um, Don will be joining us on keys for three songs with that band. So it'll be like a fairly classic, uh, two guitar, bass, drums, keyboards, cello lineup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll be doing songs that I wrote with that band that are uh-huh. mostly all over 30 years old, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but just, uh, fun. Well, what um, difference does that make? It does oh, not make not any at all. difference. No. And then uh, my band Circle of Filth will close out the first <laughs> set. Um, and Circle of Filth is uh, a project with uh, drummer Murray Gussick mm-hmm. and guitar player uh, Jason Maurer. Um, Jason also is a, a fine trumpeter, and he used to uh, lead and chart things for Bridge City Brass. Mm-hmm. And I met him through Rob Winnie about... Uh, right after David Bowie died, he put on a uh, Black Star, uh, perf- a full-on performance super band uh, of the Black Star album by uh-huh. David Bowie uh-huh. um, over at uh, Alberta Street Theater. Uh-huh. And um, shortly thereafter, I went, wow, what a wonderful studio space. I live five or six blocks away. Would you consider <laughs> renting me a, like uh-huh. access to your studio? Like I could just use it when you're not using it. Uh-huh. <laughs> And so somewhere along the way, before the pandemic happened, uh, he gave me a set of keys and um, let me stay. And he also started showing up to a whole lot of Lovnia performances. And so he mm-hmm. sort of became part of that. Um, there's, there's like a kind of tie through all of this. But the big thing was that um, he was also, we're, we share the space with Murray, the drummer. Mm-hmm. And so when shutdown happened, we sort of, made ourselves a pod and Murray was in one room by himself and we had a headphone set up so we had endless jams once a week um like literally we have a private YouTube channel with close to 300 hours of oh music my, oh my god um just free expression uh-huh. and I play bass in that group huh. like so um electric or acoustic electric mm-hmm. huh. uh and yeah but it's it's a it's a fun group uh and we've grown tight and uh f- like beyond fond of each other jason's hugely yeah. responsible for making the poster um sitting down with me and figuring out the times of songs and how many mm-hmm. we can fit in a set yeah. um so uh so circle of filth is uh, very it's uh the most recent project that i've done uh-huh. but uh but it's a powerful one and it's yeah. i don't most people don't even like think of me as being a bass player so <laughs> that's fine yeah really so is, is there an intermission after this intermission yeah and then we'll come back with whole lot of Lovnia, which uh-huh. uh my partner's name is Kristen Holovnia. she's also uh-huh. a cellist but she's got an amazing voice uh and uh one year for her birthday about 11 years ago I wrote in a card, I will form a band for you to sing Led Zeppelin with <laughs> before your next birthday. And then L- Lisa Lapine heard about it and she was like, I can get you into, into the old church in Wilsonville and here. And, and so we did gigs like pretty much right away. Wow. Uh, and it was kind of a shifting thing, but I had Don from Groovy Wallpaper as mm-hmm. our drummer. And I played cello mostly, but bass on a few things. Mm-hmm. And my friend, longtime friend Kirk um, from Cousin It. Um, and for a while, we did it with David Langanis. And then Jason kind of came in and was like more like into it. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of let that go. But it seemed like a good thing to bring back yeah. uh, for a finale. And then finally, so there'll be uh, 
four or five songs with them uh-huh. and then uh we have a big finale planned with um special guests that i won't announce but we're calling the <laughs> the uh the big everybody on stage portion uh uh-huh. the cello pudding pops <laughs> which <laughs> wow yeah which uh i got the nod over uh cello goodbye and cello i must be going <laughs> wow what a show it's yeah it's um that's quite a thing that's quite a quite a thing to bite off yeah well you know the the hard part is getting everybody in a room together yes um yes and but yeah there is our there are a couple things that may take a little bit more time to iron out the details uh-huh. um uh and it's it's hard to even explain without saying the name of the song so i kind of want to okay. keep those close to my vest yeah yeah but i i would say that there the second half is largely a big classic rock component you know uh Uh in terms of uh the material that we're drawing from but Uh there's a lot of guitar players involved and a lot of uh a lot of heavy hitters on drums and uh other instruments so Uh yeah (laughs) there was a time um and and i think you had a lot to do with it where it seemed like every band had a cello in it What do you Did think I have the, anything to do with it? I mean, yeah, you had everything. You had everything to do with it. Uh, you and Gideon and the rest of the people in, in, in Portland Cello Project certainly had everything to do with it. Why yeah. do you think that happened? I mean, I, well, for one, I think um, I think it, most people will acknowledge that the cello is a beautiful instrument. Yep. Uh, but you know, if you go back to I've said this on your show before. You, watching the jazz uh, history thing, the mm-hmm. only picture of Buddy Bolden, there's another guy in the picture holding a cello. <laughs> um, and it's like, whoa, I, I, nobody talks about that history. But uh, Fred uh, Fred Katz playing with Eric Dolphy in the 60s was um, not a widely known player, but, uh-huh. uh, but there have uh, just been a variety of people who the cello was their jumping yeah. off point or uh-huh. they started with, as cellists huh? um huh? went on huh? to other instruments jack bruce was a cello player sure. uh, two of the guys in the moody blues played yeah. cello yeah. um uh, i'm drawing a blank on uh he's kind of obscure but uh, there's a 70s disco era huh? guy that never made big but is a cult figure Ar- arthur uh, um, but he was a cellist too. So, yeah. and you know, I n- knew none of this in the eighties when I was like, uh-huh. picked up the bass because I didn't know I could buy a pickup for my cello, you know? <laughs> um, and by the end of the eighties, I was like using guitar pickups stuck on my bridge, <laughs> running through delays, trying to get a two second loop so I could l- play cello like as a solo instrument with Uh these other things or i'd do it in my four track and play those back or whatever Uh um you know it wasn't until i went to see gideon in 2002 um and and he did a loop uh demonstration and i walked up to him right afterwards and said what's that pedal and I'm going to buy one tomorrow. <laughs> and I did. I like, yeah. he went back to, to ironically, Massachusetts. <laughs> wow. That's and, Gideon Freud when you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, he called his thing cello bop and, uh, <laughs> that, that, that really didn't enter my head when I came up with cello tronic. That was mm-hmm. just like, kind of, um, I want to do this electronic element, but have it with the cello. Um, uh-huh. <coughs> We have a cough button. <laughs> um, no, we don't. We, we, we don't edit these things. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I did go and buy a loop station yeah. the next day, and the very week, next day, yeah, I found one wow. on Craigslist and went and bought it. <laughs> and within, uh, yeah, I was getting solo gigs within a couple of weeks. Wow. And doing them, I didn't really know what I was doing at the time, uh-huh. but then I upgraded and upgraded and upgraded and now i'm kind of you know so you uh, kind of had to learn everything in public yes but that's kind <laughs> of i i mean i feel like the the 
there's looping to like you know craft party pop or whatever uh-huh. things to me it's like a uh, an open loop station is a blank canvas to paint on mm-hmm. and i put down a layer um in order to to you know build architecture on top of it yeah and then once the architecture is there um then you can stretch it in an ongoing uh like wave um where you can improvise over a structure that is repetitive but Uh make the longer melodic forms Uh non-repetitive um and create songs or just hours of like yeah of immersion music Uh i'll grab uh-huh. birds out of the sky for like loops sometimes really but oftentimes i'll i will build uh drum pieces in uh in in the computer you know uh-huh. and then record them into my loop station so that i can trigger them where i want them and yeah play other instruments huh. and know the other know just how long a section is so that i uh so i know where the repeats are coming for uh-huh. the overdubs yeah but most of it is born out of improvisation. And yeah, 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 and yeah. groove. <laughs> That's great. I mean, that, I mean, you are really known for that. That's like you're, you're the signature guy with that. It's, I, I, I feel I do feel blessed to know that. I mean, I I know there have been times in my life where I've been like. Uh, curmudgeonly about like uh, I'm well just, you went through that horrible period a, with, with uh, of time with your back uh that i know and that that was one of the f- first times where i saw just how incredibly supportive the community is here tell me about it and my goodness that's uh yeah that that i will absolutely miss i mean yeah um yeah yeah but y- y- it's really odd because that definitely is like one of those like the pandemic it's one of those periods of my life that i'm acutely aware of but the actual amount of time that my back was out uh-huh. was roughly six months is that but all wow yeah it seemed like it was a lot longer i mean and and it was that was an odd timing my it went uh my my mother passed away well, I, I went home to visit yeah. i slept on a bad couch i woke up yeah. a little sore uh, took a plane back from Philadelphia. Was like, God, my back sore, and yeah. then it just. Then I was bent over on a cane, and everybody thought I was seventy. Yeah, uh, or, we did an interview uh, with that around that time. Oh, well, I yeah. may have been. I may have been high on painkillers. Well, you could have been. <laughs> you know, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know when. <laughs> Uh, that's what they're there for. No. It's true. It is true. <laughs> is it that is what true. they're there for? Well, it's just... No, it's, they're, it's, it's they're an, for pain management, yes, for it, sure. It's an extra added benefit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so blessed. I mean, uh, the way people came together uh, and ultimately the uh, funds that we raised from that Kennedy School benefit yeah. um, went to entirely to um, doubling up on my physical therapy mm-hmm. appointments mm-hmm. and... Sure enough, about uh, two months after, mm-hmm. I had cane. I left my cane somewhere. Wow. I was like on tour, yeah, because I didn't stop working through right. that painful time. I remember I saw it. And, and, uh, that one of those and I went into a music store and bought a mandolin. And I left the store and was halfway down the block. I was in Santa Cruz when I realized. I was having a hard time walking and I had left my cane behind in the store yeah, and I went, yeah. well, this bodes well. So I, yeah, you know, I hobbled yeah. back and got it. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, within a month after that, uh, I was pretty much still, you know, doing physical therapy exercises, but uh-huh. I f- felt a hundred percent. And fortunately for the last 12 years I have, you know, had not had a recurring back problem. Lucky you. Uh, yeah, there's still time, <laughs> but yeah, that's maybe the hardest thing about getting older in this business is hauling your gear around. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> Cause I still got the cane over here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I got another surgery coming up, but that's all right. If it's doing, if it's improving your quality of life, it hasn't improved anything yet so far. Oh, damn it! <laughs> so be Sorry. second second surgery, third or fourth major procedure. <laughs> uh, yeah, what are you going to do? You got to try everything. Mm. 
Um, well, listen, we're all going to miss you, Skip. Thank you, Tom. You and I, I'm going to miss you all, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And uh, so uh, it'd be great to see you, you know, when you, when you come back for gigs, because you've got to come back for gigs. Uh, absolutely. You have to. Absolutely. I mean, I'm already, I know I'm flying. <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous, but I'm flying into Anchorage on November 29th. Wow. Um, and playing shows there on the first and second, and then a bunch of shows uh, over the next month, ending with uh, two shows at the Reezer on the 22nd and 23rd of December. All right. Um, so I will definitely be around around Christmas time uh, in Portland. So okay, great. And well, uh, I do plan on extending that visit a little past the time when everybody's trying to get across the country on by a plane right so i might you know <laughs> i might have a good 10 days in portland uh you know from christmas to after new year so oh, good good and if i do i will be playing somewhere <laughs> <laughs> lots of places yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, that, what is that is one thing that will like i can't bring every piece of gear that i usually bring to it yeah. so i have to come up with some sort of mini what, setup what is the future of the portland cello project i don't know um i you know uh we are a continuing entity uh um i don't want to tell too many tales out of school or announce things that haven't yeah. been announced yet but uh but we expect to be we expect to do a hundred dates in 2024. Really? So, um, well, it wouldn't it wouldn't be Portland without the Portland Cello Project. Um, yeah, I imagine it. <laughs> I, I I think you're you're right. It's a thing. Um, you know, uh, Cello Project is like one of the great things I've been involved in. Another one of the great things I've been involved in was Vagabond Opera. And, oh my God! Yes, and um, I was fortunate enough to play a bots mitzvah with uh, Eric Stern and Paul Evans Is this right? weekend uh, on the fifteenth, and <laughs> it was just so great to see them. And we, I worked really hard to get a reunion for this show on Sunday, but uh -huh. um, it just turned out that some people were um, traveling, couldn't change their schedules uh -huh. around. Uh -huh. um, but uh, it now yeah. was that the was that the, the the ensemble that did Good Night Moon. Yeah. I used to use that uh, to end my radio shows oh, that's sometimes. Lovely. I mean, uh, uh, every once in a while. I, I had three things I would use. I would use Sweet Dreams by Alan Toussaint, which I'm still using. And I would, I would use Good, Good Night Moon, which I can't really use on a soul show, a soul music show. Yeah. Uh, and then I would also use a Rachel Taylor Brown tune. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. fantastic. I, well, God, yeah. Yet another person that, like, I... They're... I mean, uh, at some point, I—it's—it's it's not hyperbole to say that if I wanted to give everybody that I ever collaborated with one song yeah. each for this, I'd have to have a seven-night stand of three-hour right. shows. Right. Like there's, yeah. and and uh, the fact that I mean, I'm so grateful that Catherine and Margot are going to do a song because I felt like, wow, it's it's a dude gathering mm -hmm. except for uh Kristen singing if I don't you know if I don't get somebody and how can I not uh tip my hat to the diva series and sure I wish I could have you know Carmina Luna get back together or yeah. or yeah. Susie Blue do a set yeah. or or, yeah. or play with Ashley Flynn again um, uh -huh. did you ever play with Colleen King um, I've played with Kylene King and and cello project like okay. but I we haven't really uh yeah we've done recordings for different people yeah, like yeah. she's somebody i would call like yeah. to do <laughs> to do record stuff so right uh, now, i had her in here a few months back when she just after she played what is she she was on the in the, the oscars what was she in no um, in the grammys yeah with, I, with brandy carlisle yeah 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 there, i think i'm not sure if it's uh hbo max but there's a uh, live from Laurel Canyon show. Uh, I haven't um, seen that. That uh, I just checked in uh, into it a few days ago, mm -hmm. and uh, it was just delightful to see Kylene on screen and right. to listen to one of her string arrangements yeah. uh, that yeah. the the string section did with you know Brandy. Right. Um, yeah, 
she's a good and you know I, we uh, are doing a lot of uh, work with her sister Patty King sure. with Cello Project yeah yeah, um, yeah but yeah. they've both done things with us yeah yeah. along the way and grateful glad to know them yeah well it's good to know that the uh, portland cello project uh, uh will st will still be around i yeah again not telling tales out of, when i told doug that this move was happening i said the second sentence out of my mouth is i i don't want to quit being in the portland cello project mm -hmm. and the his reaction was I don't think we could do it without you, right. which, um, um, right. so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And I'm like, excellent. We're on the same page. <laughs> That's great news. You know? Yeah. No, it's, news. it's, it's yeah. good. It's, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's my national footprint, like, yeah. uh, touchstone. I mean, right. You know, nobody goes, Hey, look, it's the cello player who played on Pink Martini's first record <laughs> or, or the, the guy that played on M Ward's records, you know, it's like, Oh, Portland cello project or, Oh, Vagabond opera. Right. You know, even though right. Vagabond hasn't played a show since December, 2015. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. But we still get like messages in, uh, from our Facebook page, like that, um, I'm always afraid to open them because I figure that Eric's taking care of that. But, uh, uh -huh. but um, yeah, people are, when will you ever play again and all of that? And I'm like, yeah. if it makes sense and it works. And I mean, I'd be happy to get together in Mark's basement and just for us to play, <laughs> you know, like Rocky and, and Apollo at the end of, right. <laughs> at right, the end right. of Rocky three. <laughs> um, ding, ding. <laughs> Good Night Moon was a great song. Yeah. That was, I love that song. Uh, he's a gifted man, that Eric Stern. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Skip, thanks, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, uh, and we'll all miss you. Except when you come back in town, then we can miss you for sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I, I also, uh, for anybody who is on the fence, uh, the show on Sunday is going to be so much fun. And where and is it again? It's at the Star Theater, right, right across from the Roseland. I think yep. it's 15 South, Northwest Sixth Street uh -huh. at Six and Birdside. We'll, we'll link to it. Excellent. I yeah. will. Uh, yeah. I will send you that. And um, if everything goes well tomorrow, I'll have uh, a few hand burnt copies. Uh, CDs of a new Cellotronic EP. Awesome. Um, that I just really wanted to to make before I left. So <laughs> okay, great. Can we can we use some of that at the at the end of this? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you'll have a song tonight. Okay. That is currently because this is going up on Thursday. One two two. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's Tuesday today, and this will be up on Thursday. Excellent. Awesome. I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna tell people to listen. Good. <laughs> Because we like that. We like right. it like that. Well, that too. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot. Best of luck. Yeah, you take care, Tom. All right. And as we like to end these things with, as we always do, is that's entertainment. <laughs> that's entertainment. <laughs> <laughs>